0: We wanted to take a minute to introduce you guys to a new sponsor of ours, Social Templates Co. Social templates are made for your Instagram Reel templates. Designed specifically for photographers, their main goal is to save photographers time by providing the ready to use templates. The templates are super easy to use. You just select a trending sound, drop in your content, and then share. If you've tried making reels before, I'm sure you know the
1: struggle of matching audios to your content perfectly. With social templates, photos are synced to the beat so you don't have to spend forever trying to get the audio to match perfectly. New and trending templates are added weekly and there's over 70 templates to choose from. Go to www.socialtemplates.co slash subscribe slash EC and use our code EC forty to get forty percent off your first month of signing up. There's no commitment, and you can cancel anytime. Be sure to use our code once again at www.socialtemplates.co slash subscribe slash ec Use code EC forty to get forty percent off. Welcome back to the Equipped Creatives podcast. We are so excited about today's episode. We are going to be chatting with Angela Shea, the owner of Social Template. Today we are talking about a huge topic concerning social media and running your business, Instagram Reels. We talk about all things Reels, going viral, how to create the best content for Reels, how to step up to the big and bad scary algorithm, why Reels are important for your business as a photographer, what you should be looking for and how to have even better engagement with Reels, and so much more. Our guest speaker, Angela, does not shy away from giving some solid tips and tricks and encouragements to you about this important topic of Reels. So let's get right on into it.
0: You're listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast with Tony from Tony Marie Photography and Julia from Julia Kathleen Photography. Two girls from opposite coasts who started their photography passions in high school have since turned their hobbies into full-time photography and education businesses. Whether you're a photographer, creative entrepreneur, or you simply just want to hang out and talk about life together, you're in the right place. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired, prepared, and most importantly, equipped to take on your creative dreams.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We have Angela here with us, and we could not be more excited to have her on the podcast today. I think it's going to be a really fun topic and conversation that we're going to have, so we're excited to invite you into that today. So Angela, without further ado, please share a little bit about yourself and your background, and we just want to hear about who you are, what you do. Hi, thanks
2: for having me on today. I am so excited to be here. Um, So yeah, I'm Angela. I have been a wedding photographer for over a decade. I started back in 2009, shot my first wedding when I was 19. And it kind of just snowballed from there. I got to travel a lot for weddings. Um, And then, all while I was doing that, I had two little kids. Um, I had my kids really early. And so, I was a young mom, entrepreneur, creative, doing all the things, um, trying to be the best mom I could to my kids. So, it was a lot of like, editing in the middle of the night, um, dealt with a lot of anxiety, burnout. Um, you know, when you're just trying to be like amazing at everything at once, it's a lot. Um, and so then around 2016, I kind of had like this moment where I was like, okay, I can't keep living in this like vicious cycle. Um, and I intentionally started to take on a lot less weddings. We actually, packed up our entire life, um, and moved to Southern California, sold our house. And around that time um, was when I started obviously shooting less and organically transitioned into helping other photographers and creatives with their social media. So that was kind of like a very natural organic transition, and I launched a social media agency. And we have been running that for about four years now. Um, In the last two years, I have seen this big need for reels and just all the changes that are happening in the social media department. Um, And so we have launched reel templates for photographers, and that's kind of where all of our attention is right now. Um, That was a very long intro, but that's basically (laughs) kind of sums up like a lot of where I've been and how I got here. And.
0: What we're doing now? No, we love it. I love to hear that. That's awesome. No, that's so cool that you started your company on doing reels. Like I think that that's become such a huge thing with Instagram these days. So we're just really excited to talk about reels today. Just like really dive deep into what reels are and how they can help out your business. So just kind of diving in, I would love to hear from you why. Photographers should even care about reels? Like, what is the purpose of them? And how are people consuming content today?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, I think the most important thing, I guess, to mention right away is social media is not what it used to be, especially Instagram. Even, you know, five, six years ago, it's changing so fast. And I feel like, especially the last two years, there's just been such a big shift. We hear a lot of photographers complain about their photos not being seen in the grid or like photos not being as important anymore. Um, And it's not because, you know, the algorithm's out to get you. Um, It's because, just like as, like collectively as humans, there has just been such a big shift towards video and video content. And it's just more interesting and entertaining. And that's where people are spending a lot of their time. And I think the biggest thing for photographers to understand is that their clients or their potential clients or their community, um, their future brides, that's where they're hanging out. They're hanging on reels, they're swiping through, you know, whatever is being suggested to them. And photographers need to find a way to meet their clients there, find a way to show up where their brides are hanging out, where their potential clients are hanging out. And I think that's the most important thing to understand is video content and reels is so important because that's where collectively people are spending a lot of their time and their attention. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you started out, like you had said, as a wedding photographer and kind of saw, like, did you see when you were a wedding photographer that we were going in the direction on Instagram of moving towards video? Or like, how did you kind of get into being so passionate about reels and that side of Instagram.
2: When I started managing accounts for photographers, like obviously I'd have access to a lot of photos and we were trying to see, you know, what's the best way to utilize that. And I think because I've been in the industry for so long, you know, back when like blogging was such a big thing and everybody was blogging and that's where, uh, you know, people were sharing the links on Facebook and that's where your friends and family were going to see what you're up to. And seeing that shift over the years, Um, blogs basically disappearing, Um, you know, they're still there and but people are not using them the way that they were. And then understanding, you know, stories and um, the way that business owners have a way to connect on a more emotional way um, with their viewers, even people you've never met before by sharing like behind the scenes and how you're so passionate about what you're doing. And so organically, just watching how that transitions and being able to kind of keep up with that, right? Mm. Seeing like, what's the next thing that's going to happen? And I'll go as far as like calling it now, photographers that are going to start offering videos as part of like their package or like an add-on or here's a little reel or whatever it is, are going to be like a step ahead because you can see that everything is moving towards video. You know, we've got the new cameras that are coming out with crazy video capabilities. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, internet's like super fast now and everybody has um, video streaming, like on their phones. So as a world collectively, like that's where everything's headed. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like some photographers that are so stuck in like, this is how it's always been done, Mm -hmm. or this is what makes me comfortable. Or I have this system set up of like, I've always done it this way. And they're like having a little bit of a harder time adjusting to the changes. Um, but it's like, you kind of just have to like embrace it and be like, all right, video's huge. I'm a Mm -hmm. photographer how do I show up in this space and Mm. still showcase my photos and serve my clients? Well, while also like embracing that video is like so huge. And I think, you know, even like you get your photos done and some people still print them. That's amazing. Some people put them on their wall, but most of the time photos like live just digitally. Mm -hmm. Right. And our clients, our brides, our families, they want to share them with their family and friends and social media And video is gonna be like big, you know? (laughs) So, just finding a way to incorporate that um, in marketing, first of all. And then Mm -hmm. also, I think in the future, it's just gonna become like the norm. Like, here's your photos, but here's also a couple snippets of Mm -hmm. video stuff I've shot. Yeah. Because video is so powerful, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree with you that the trend right now in our generation is definitely we wanna make everything very shareable and Instagrammable. And I think that having, um, photos or, or having like reels be a part of a photo package is honestly genius because you're actually the second person that I've heard in the last week, um, mentioned this. And we didn't talk about this before we recorded this podcast, but you're the second person I talked to this week that like mentioned that idea of offering reels as a part of your photography package when you're a wedding photographer, I honestly think that that's genius. Cause like I just said, like people want things to be shared digitally. And I mean, I'm a big believer in like prints and printing your work and like having albums and keepsake things like that. But for the day to day, people want to be sharing things online for everyone to see. And that was not something our parents really had growing up, but now we want to share those special moments and, and document it. It's like our, our new way of documenting things in our life. And that's kind of how I've always viewed Instagram. Even my personal Instagram is just using that as like a, a digital keepsake kind of, if you will. So I actually think that's a really good idea to like for photographers to consider adding to their packages also as a way to set them apart before that really becomes like a huge normal trend thing that everybody's doing. So I really like that idea. Speaking of just trends um, on the line of that, let's talk about the Instagram algorithm a little bit here because I know that this is probably something that you um, deal with every single day in this new business of you just offering like real templates and things to photographers and creatives. Um, It's something that I feel like I struggle with a lot. Just being honest, um, as a as a business owner who really gets a lot of their business from Instagram, um, the algorithm with specifically reels, it's just gone up and down and fluctuated so so much in the last couple of years, especially. Um, you know, we went from having chronological things on Instagram pop up, and now it's like not like that anymore. So, tell me a little bit about like what your approach is with the algorithm and like what you think is the most helpful thing for our listeners to hear when it comes to the algorithm.
2: Yeah, I feel like I have so many thoughts on that that I could share. I'll try to sum it up a little bit. Um, I think the first important thing to understand is when Reels initially came out, right? Instagram was competing with TikTok. Like that, that, that's not a secret. They were trying to, you know, first merge and then all the things. And then they're just like, we're going to make our own thing. Um, So they were rewarding anybody that was making any kind of real content, they were rewarding them by like that instant gratification of like, look how many views you're getting, you're on explore page, like you have all these possibilities, in order to get like more people excited about reels, they were really prioritizing that and, you know, pushing reels a lot.
1: Exactly. So,
2: you know, backtrack to like two years ago, there was almost nobody making reels, especially when the feature was just released. Right. And so your chances of going viral were just like, if you make something, you're good, right? Um, now everybody's making reels. Uh, everybody's kind of jumped on that. People are reposting content across like different platforms from the, uh, YouTube shorts to, you know, the TikToks. And so the competition has like been really high for views and to get on explore Mm -hmm. and then also you have to kind of take into consideration that Instagram user base just keeps growing and you're always competing with that so you know even 10 years ago when the user base wasn't like so crazy you had more engagement you had more like reach within like people in your community versus now there's so many accounts I think many of us have multiple accounts because you're like here's business his personal here's this other hobby thing i'm doing that has its own account and so all of these accounts are like competing for people's attention um so that's kind of like an important one to understand um the other thing is consistency is important as far as like showing up regularly and having a community like having people that genuinely care about your content um not just like posting and ghosting, right? You want to get on and engage and create the space where, you know, people feel like they know you and they're following you on your journey. And um, I think a lot of times with photographers, um, it's a lot of just really pretty content that doesn't have a personality or you're not showing your brand behind it. And that is a lot harder to compete with um, because people want to know who, who they're following, who are they supporting, they want to know the struggles, the funny moments that happen. And the photographers that are doing like a good job of showcasing the day-to-day, I think are also like winning with their audience there, where their audience genuinely starts like caring for them and cheering for them. Um, but as far as like real, so overall, views have kind of dropped across the board. So we we watch accounts, like we have access to a lot of accounts who's... Um, like stats we're watching. And so the stats have dropped across the board. And that's just kind of, I think it's just a trend we're going to be seeing. It's going to be a lot harder to go viral or to get a lot of views. But um, I'm actually one of the people that discourages people from going viral because you have to think about your purpose of like why you're on the platform. What are, are you trying to book more clients? Are you trying to become a content creator? Like, first of all, figure out why you're here. And then, um, you know, if you're a photographer that makes a funny reel and goes viral, you know, get a million views, a lot of times your account gets flooded with follows. And um, just people that are not genuinely interested in your brand, or working with you or booking you, they're just like, Oh, this is funny, real, maybe they'll post most of this entertaining content, I'll follow you. Um, and they almost like takes away from the engagement of your real followers that are following you, you know, for a while and have been engaging with your content. So when Instagram uh, pushes it, or when you post a post to Instagram or a reel, it pushes it out to a small percentage of your audience um, within that audience. Like it will within the first like few minutes or half an hour or whatever it is, um, it will kind of see how your audience responds to your content. And if it does well, it gets pushed out to more people and more people and more people. So if your content gets pushed out and you have these followers that are not engaged with your content, or they don't even remember why they're following your account, they're obviously not going to react or comment or do anything. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of kills your engagement like later on. So if you're making a reel, think about the goal. If you're trying to book clients, if you're trying to connect with future brides or you know potentially have your couple reshare this so that their friends and family can know about you. The goal then isn't necessarily to go viral and get, you know, millions of views. It's more of like to reach your potential new client, share about your work, um, you know, consistently show what you're doing, show people that, hey, I'm here, I'm creating content, I'm shooting, I'm booked out. um, Yeah. And, you know, just kind of generating that organic Mm -hmm. um, relationships.
1: Yeah, early really on when advice. we started when we started this podcast, one of our first episodes was um, an episode about how your followers count does not equal success because you could have a million followers, but at the end of the day, are you booking clients? Are you making money that you want to be making in the career that you're trying to pursue? Like it doesn't necessarily equal money just followers doesn't always equal money. So I think that that's a misconception that a lot of people kind of fall into a little bit and they lose track of, you know, what the real why is behind why you're doing social media in the first place um, and why you're promoting in that way. So, I don't know if that was kind of what you were also like saying as well, but it just reminded me of that because we talked a lot about that in one of our earlier episodes and we can link it in the show notes if you're listening to this and that sounds interesting to you.
0: I agree. I think that like you were saying, like going viral just because you get millions of views or something on a reel, it doesn't mean that you're actually going to book those paying clients that really value you and your work and want to book and work with you. So I totally agree with that.
2: Can I can I touch on that for just one second? Of course. Yeah. Just to finish the thought. Um Please. There's, there's ways that could help your reel have more reach. And one I think suggestion that I have for wedding photographers or family photographers is use the momentum of a wedding day or a family session that you just did and create reels like fairly quickly after you're done with the wedding or the shoot. Um, Because there's still that like wedding buzz, the hype, Mm. all the friends and family want to see the couple. They want to see what the wedding day looked like. And so, as you're sending out previews to your clients, use those same photos and throw them in a reel. And that is going to give you like the viral content that you want. That's going to, you know, go to all of their friends and family, people Mm -hmm. that weren't even at the wedding that are curious to see, or, you know, potentially one of their friends is looking for a photographer. Um, and that will give you a lot of views and exposure for your brand, but it's mm. not necessarily going to mean you're going to go viral for like reasons that are not related yeah. to like bringing it, in new clients. It, right.
0: Sure. Exactly. No, that's, yeah, that's such a great tip. Um, so what else should photographers share in their reels? Because I think that was such a great, great little tip there. Um, but do you have any other suggestions as to what people should be sharing?
2: Yeah, for Sure. Um, I think we want to make the brand have like a human element, for sure. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many companies out there that are competing for our attention. So anything that you can bring in your viewers, your followers into the day-to-day, the behind the scenes always does well. So, and I mean, I guess most of the time does well (laughs) if it's done right. Mm But sure. sharing, like, here's behind the scenes of how I style a flat lay. Here's a behind the scenes of what I take in my camera bag. What does a day look like preparing for, you know, destination wedding? Um, and sharing more of, like, your heart, your why, your behind the scenes. Here's me late at night editing, but here's the final photo. You know, showing people how much you care about your art, your clients, and, like, pouring, you know, all of your love into what you're doing and inviting them on that journey with you um, that creates like this emotional relationship Um, one example i always like to kind of share is you know imagine if you're let's just talk about brides here for a second right imagine you're a bride Mm -hmm. following a couple accounts that you really like there's three photographers who create equally amazing work you like their photos you're considering them two of those photographers only share beautiful content The third one, along with sharing their beautiful content, also shares the behind the scenes. You know, here's my dog next to my desk while I'm editing or here's my kid um, napping and I'm editing or here's me traveling somewhere. So they kind of bring this bride that's uh, following them onto their journey, their experience and what their clients get. And so when she's ready to make the decision of who she's going to book, there's already that emotional like connection with this person that has shared parts of their life, even though they've never met them Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, these three photographers have equally beautiful work as humans. We want to connect with the, like we want to make like emotional purchases and we want to connect emotionally with the product that we're investing in. And so when this photographer is like vulnerable and you know shares then you're like I know them I know your dog's name you know or there's <laughs> been like situations where yeah. they book a photographer and they send like a gift package to you know your your kid or your dog or whatever it is mm-hmm. and that makes the bride actually feel really good about her decision as well because she's supporting this creative that loves what they're doing and she like wants to be a part of their success right mm. so
1: that's think, good that's know, really
2: good that ties in
1: yeah it definitely, definitely. ties in and I think like another thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast and also with like our students is just client experience. And I feel like in a way we kind of have to just – I'm getting inspired from what you're saying because in a way I feel like we need to treat the way that we post on Instagram as a part of the client experience early on, even before um, we get a booking, almost just like that first impression is – also giving them some kind of experience.
2: 100%. But I think there has to be like a little word of caution here. A lot of people get like paralyzed about having to be perfect. And then they just don't do anything. Yeah. So you kind of have to fight that like perfectionist inside of like all these artists, (laughs) like share bits and pieces of your life. And they don't have to be perfect. They just have to be like real and authentic to you and create content that feels, you know, natural.
0: Yeah, totally. That's such a great tip. So I know for, like for me as an example, or for me and Tony, since we do photography full time right now, I think it can be daunting and hard to create content. Like I think, you know, we have all these other things going on, like we have editing and all these things. So the last thing on our minds is wanting to create a reel. (laughs) And I'm sure our photographers that are listening can relate to that. So how would you say you could get better content to take for reels? Like, do you suggest hiring somebody? Um, do you think we should set aside more time to get behind the scenes during wedding days or hire an assistant? Like, what would what would you suggest?
2: I love this question. Um, <laughs> yes to all of that. <laughs> um, I think this is for sure. Like, there's probably people listening in and being like, yeah, in theory, this sounds really great. Sorry, too busy, can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really important to find a way to make this like a part of your like regular work experience, right? When you're shooting a wedding or whatnot. And so I've got a few actual ideas about how this um, could work. One is probably the easiest and the most beneficial is if you are shooting a wedding day, delegate all of the behind the scenes to your second shooter, like, actually make it their responsibility when you're talking about, like, you're going to go shoot the groom and you're walking, shooting yeah. ceremony from behind or, you know, whatever. And then being like, hey, today you are responsible for getting all of our behind the scenes content. Like, Ooh, it's your, on your list that. of priorities.
1: I love that. a good when, idea.
2: <laughs> I think sometimes we're just like, hey, if you snap a couple photos of me, I'll be really grateful. Thanks. Yeah. And then the day yeah. goes on and, you know, you forget. But if it's, like, on their list and yeah. you're like, hey. Mm-hmm we need content from this to share you are my second shooter and you're responsible for getting this and maybe even mentioning like specifics of what you want captured um and then that kind of puts you delegate that right you put the responsibility yes, on the second exactly. shooter and a lot of times you know maybe there's like more downtime for the second shooter they know they've got to like show up other places
1: and, um, mm. make sure they're capturing behind the scenes content for you. Um, okay. another easy one. I absolutely a great love tip. that. And I think that that's a great tip that a lot of our listeners are going to take away. Like I'm going to, I'm mm-hmm. taking that with me for future, uh, weddings. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. love that.
2: I think another one, if it's a really big wedding and you know, your second shooter is going to be busy is bring a 15 year old cousin, nephew, um, you know, they're all really savvy with technology. They know how to create content, <laughs> yes, so, true. you know, just be like, it's the weekend come out for a couple hours, you know, when, you know, it's going to be important. Um, I'll pay you a hundred dollars or whatever, you know, something to incentivize this young person to come out with you and shoot behind the scenes. And it gives them like a little bit of money. It make you. they can carry your water, carry your gear and then shoot yeah. behind the scenes And that's like an an inexpensive way to make sure that you're coming home with content you can share right away at the end of the night. And uh, the other reason that's so important is like all the vendors, they want to reshare stuff. And so you want to make sure you're capitalizing on that. Like I said, like that hype that everybody wants to reshare the wedding, the florist, the planner, um, the family members. So making sure you have something you can share right away at the end of the night will generate traffic back to your page. And mm. People will you know, follow you because they want to see sneak peeks or you know, they're interested in your work and just making sure you're
0: doing everything you can for that. That's great. That's like automatic content that you get right there. You can post it literally the yeah. next day.
2: The other thing I think is very important to mention, and this is going to sound like, duh, like this is so basic, but a lot of ph- photographers forget this, is slow down when you're shooting your behind the scenes content like literally just slow down your movements slow down how you're filming or if your second shooter is doing making sure to let them know like no fast panning no Mm -hmm. like quick it it look like it feels like it's good in the moment but when you sit back down and you're like, all right let's put this footage together you realize like it's busy it's blurry you can't really see what's happening so for better bts content Just slow down your movements, slow down the panning, or maybe even like pick a scene and just like let your phone like linger there for just a second or two to really like set that like elevated feel. I think that's automatically will set your reels apart is when you pick a moment, focus in it, and then capture it slowlier. And if you watch some of the videographers, like professional videographers that do like cinematography, (laughs) (laughs) cinematography. cinematic films (laughs) you'll notice that um so when you watch uh, professional videographers you'll notice that their film feels so like elevated and like luxurious because they like focus on a detail and Mm. it's a video but it just like lingers there for just a second yeah and so I think if photographers start approaching filming their behind the scenes in that way a lot of times I think in the moment they're just so rushed like oh I just got to get this real fast Mm -hmm. like Three seconds is not gonna like make a difference. Just like take a breath, slow down, and all of a sudden, like you've got like really elevated content to work with mm. when you do go to post it. I think those um,
1: are such good adv- pieces of advice. Like that was such a good answer to Julia's question. I loved everything you said. Yeah, that's
0: so good. Yeah, I love the fact that, like looking at making reels as kind of like a filmmaker. That's such a great tip. Such a good tip. So on
2: that. Also changing your camera settings. thats I think that's huge too. Mm. is On the day of the wedding day, as you're shooting, um, just shoot in like fi- 60 frames per second. That will make your footage just look buttery smooth. And again, people will look at your content and they'll be like, I was there in the same place shooting the same thing, right? <laughs> the guests will be like, I was taking yeah. pictures of the same table. Um, but all of a sudden yours feels so elevated because you switch mm. over to, the 60 frames per second and all of a sudden everything feels smooth and buttery and it's just like these little adjustments that you could do while filming bts to make yourself look professional and you don't have to like shoot on a professional camera like all can be done within the iphone but just you know doing these little
1: adjustments yeah no i think that Yeah, that's, that's a, good yeah it's really good advice Okay, we had to interrupt this podcast episode really quick to talk to you guys about Narrative. Narrative is a software company that's on a mission to create tools for professional photographers so that they can get back to doing what they love most, taking photos. You know what isn't one of my favorite things about being a photographer? Colleen. Let's face it, calling is not the most exciting part of the job, and the time spent going through every single image can really add up. Luckily with Narrative, professional photographers have been able to cut their culling time in half using their tool Select, so it's no surprise to hear that
0: thousands of photographers have switched to Select in 2021. Select allows you to cull your photoshoot twice as fast. There's no wait times to import or navigate through your photoshoots, no low-res images, and no loading bars. Select is built from the bottom up to save you as much time as possible. Select groups scenes of images
1: together, allowing you to quickly navigate through your shoot. They have an eye and focus assessment feature, which allows you to quickly identify if your subjects are in or out of focus and if their eyes are opened or closed. Image assessments allows you to quickly identify the worst image from your shoot and then hide them, meaning you are viewing 20 to 30 percent less images per shoot. They also have the close-up panel feature, which ensures you can see everyone's faces perfectly. No more time spent zooming into each face with your mouse,
0: which we love to hear. Select doesn't choose the best photos for you. It empowers you to do your selection fast while still having complete control, meaning the final selection remains perfectly accurate and allows you to quickly ship your images to Lightroom with one click. Select Smart Tech allows you to very quickly find what you want and avoid what you don't. Tony and I also love Narrative's blogging tool for photographers called Publish, which saves us so much time on creating and publishing blog posts for our photography websites. Start saving time with your calling today. Follow the link in our show notes to use select free and use our referral link in the show notes to get 10% off Select Pro or go to www.equippedcreatives.com the dash podcast. So I wanted to ask you something a little bit
1: more niche and specific. This really is like, I mean, I think this whole episode really is, but like specifically for like photographers with reels, especially wedding photographers. I've seen a lot of times people do like they'll make reels of professional still images. Um so they'll it's not really video content, it's more like the photos almost like a quick like slideshow. Um, type of a thing. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, do you have any ideas for people to make this effectively? For sure.
2: I think slideshows are a great way to showcase your work because you're not blogging anymore. Like this is where people can get like a little taste of, hey, here's what my work looks like. Here's what I'm doing. Um, obviously, you know, we make real templates. So yeah, there's... <laughs> easy ways to do that there but I think effectively you can focus on a moment throughout the like through your shoot or once you're done with a wedding Um, I mentioned earlier you know doing previews where the clients can see little sneak peeks um, focusing on a moment like most emotional first look I've seen and then having that put to music that kind of has that emotional feel and it's like fast and quick Um, making sure the photos are not held for too long. So like nothing over two seconds on a photo because Mm -hmm. our attention span just, yeah, people will swipe right through it. So making the whole reel actually under 15 seconds would probably be most beneficial, um, in order to just give people a little taste of like, here's what I do, go to my page. There's more of this. And then focusing on a moment. I think a lot of times is very important.
1: The exit, the portraits, yeah, first look,
2: the sunset portraits, yep,
1: yeah, 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 something like that. No, I, I totally agree, and I've, I've done that before as well, and I've, I feel like I'm in like the experimenting phase still with reels, um, just personally from doing like the, the videos where I'm like kind of educating people, like for a wedding day or for somebody that might want to book me versus like reels that are just still images. Like we just kind of described, do you feel like there's one that does, that usually performs better over another, or do you kind of feel like it just depends on like the quality of the content? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think it depends on your audience. So depending on kind of like what they're, you have, you have to know your audience of like what they want to see. Um, A lot of times the quicker fast paced reels do better because people want to watch them over and over like, okay, that was really Mm -hmm. fun. Let me just watch that again. Um, A lot of times photographers kind of get stuck here because they're like, well, this fast reel is not giving my photos like the time to shine, right? It's like way too fast and they want it slow and they want a minute long slideshow. Um, I don't think reels is the place to do that. But you can try, obviously. But it, I just don't feel like you're going to get the results you're hoping for. I agree. So something quick, fast paced usually does well. Mm-hmm. Um, it varies from depending on your audience. Um, also, educational stuff like what to wear to your engagement session, or five favorite venues from the south, or you know whatever it is, things that people can save. So something your yes. clients can save for future. Um it could be even using your past work like my favorite elopement locations you know in the midwest or wherever um so something that if somebody's considering an elopement or a shoot or they need tips for venues something they can save will perform better as well.
0: Yeah that's no that's great. I know you kind of mentioned real templates earlier which is something that I hadn't really heard of until recently. So I'd love for you to kind of share like, what are Instagram Reel templates and does that would that make it easier for photographers to create Reels? Because I know that there's a million, like you're saying, there's a million different ways that you could make Reels. So is a template something that could be beneficial?
2: Yeah, so obviously I'm very passionate about this. Um, we make templates from scratch for photographers. Um, the hardest part about I think creating a reel from scratch is you have like a trending audio you want to use and then getting things to sync perfectly to the beat. Um, there's literally a mathematical mm-hmm. formula that goes into the back end of this where you're like, all right, what's the measures like? How many, you know, perfectly aligned photos can we get into this beat? Um, right. And so that gets frustrating when you're like, I've got these previews. I just want to post them. They're not syncing correctly. You're like moving the little adjustment back and forth forever. For a long
1: time. Oh my gosh. We've all been there. So,
2: yeah. And I think that's originally where like this was born was when we realized how much time is spent on just like the non-creative part of it. You're not, you know, getting your photos ready. You're just like focusing on the technical stuff of making sure it aligns properly. Um, so we create templates where you can, everything's perfectly synced to the beat It's um, trending sounds that are um, popular on Instagram at the moment. It's actually built inside Instagram using the Instagram feature. So you're not using an outside app or having to download something or bring it back in. Um, And it's an Instagram feature that just has like a little use template button. Um, Most of you guys have seen them. There's, you know, templates that are better than others. Um, But our community is kind of, based on like watching what photographers are um, wanting to create or what they're creating and adding more templates every single week to kind of supplement, like what would be good for them to put out right now with previews and uh, creating templates that would be easily like used by a lot of people. We usually will specify like how many photos you need and then everything synced and you just drop some photos there and you're ready to share literally within like
0: minutes so it's like super fast Mm. (laughs) and i recommend yeah no that sounds amazing i feel like having a template just it really does make things a lot easier and i think that's cool that you had mentioned that you guys also work with with the audio like the trending sounds do you guys um like are you saying that that's kind of something that's included in each of the templates
2: Yes, so the template is built off of a trending audio. Uh, we kind of are constantly checking to see what's trending in general on Instagram, and then kind of niching down to what are photographers using, what are photographers kind of doing. Um, you know, we've we've had requests for you know, oh this this audio it's like everywhere. I want something new and unique. And I think one thing to understand is like the reels they thrive off of trending audios and people kind of taking the trend and putting their own spin on it and that's kind of like our I guess main task is finding out what's trending well right now and what will work well with using a lot of photos Um, because our templates are very photo heavy because we want to eliminate as much you know the stress of like I don't have enough videos from that event or I have to film stuff. It's like, no, here's – just use what you have. Use these templates. Put something out there because something is better than nothing. Yeah. And here's the easiest way for you to do
1: that. On the note – I have a question about the trending sounds, if you don't mind. So just on the note of like trending sounds, like I feel like in the past, that's kind of been my personal strategy and approach to Reels. Like I'll just search for like trending sounds that I like. Um is that a good strategy bad strategy like what are your thoughts on that if like somebody wasn't using a real template um obviously i think the real templates are great and it's honestly so smart and i feel like it just is another way to like save so much time on your workflow which we're always about and we love 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 to see that. We always encourage that and try to find new ways that we can just make our lives easier cuz like Julie said we have a million and one jobs as a business owner. So um anything like that to make our life easier is obviously amazing, but uh for somebody that wasn't using that is that a good approach? Like i just would love to hear your thoughts on just the, the trend and the algorithm of trending sounds? Yeah. So they'll change
2: regularly. So, you know, you have to just kind of go into the mindset of like, I'm going to make this real using this trending sound. This might be good for a month, three months, and then it's just not going to be trending anymore. But that's kind of the whole purpose of like, jump in, make it work while it's trending, right? And then it'll change, which is why we are putting out, you know, new new templates every week because the trending sounds are changing. But they'll linger for about, yeah. you know, a few months. I've noticed that. And then sometimes they'll come back. Yeah. Sometimes a trending yes. sound will die, and then they'll come I've back. I've noticed so, that as well. Yeah. So yes, it is a good strategy to look at what's trending, and it's kind of like as a community on Instagram collectively, like people are just following these trends and. It's not necessarily – like, you're not creating, like, organic, original content as in, like, you know, you're sourcing your own music. Right. But you can put your own spin on it. Yeah,
1: exactly. And
2: still participate, you know?
1: Yeah. So there's still room for creativity if you just, like, figure out how you can make it original even though it's a trending sound. (laughs) Like, I think that was kind of my question. Like, sometimes it feels like – I don't know that I'm, like, contradicting myself as a creative because I want to do something creative, something new, something fresh. But here I am like just spending so much time looking for trending sounds so that my reel will get engagement and notice. And I think that that's something that a lot of creatives and photographers specifically could probably relate to um, because we got into this industry not to be video content creators. So it's like definitely a pivot that our industry has had to do. Um, So it's just funny because it's like, well, I'm trying to be creative and do something new and create something new. But then... I'm trying to keep up with the trends. So it's like the balance in that is like you want to continue to stay with the times and to like be trendy to an extent, but like put your own spin on that. I think that's a really good approach to reels and trends like as a whole, I would say.
2: Yeah. And that's not to say at all that if you upload an original sound that your reel won't do well. Right. There's ways where you could even take, you know, sometimes you're editing in like an outside app or not or whatnot. You have the same trending sound; it gets uploaded as an original sound. <laughs> yeah, and your reel might still do really That's well, true. or it has. We have seen reels perform really well as well. So, yeah. you know, it's it is a little bit of like
0: yeah, trial and error. And what <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I do love the idea though of having a template because I feel like it would give like somebody like me direction into what to um, or how to just create like a a good real and good content. Yeah. But I'd love for you to chat a little bit about your company, which is called Social Templates, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'd love for you to chat a little bit about that and just tell us like how your templates work, how our listeners, if they want real templates, if if that's something that that they're interested in, how they could um, find you guys and subscribe and and all of that good stuff. I want to hear about the community and just how it works. So
2: we've we have a separate account um, for all of our templates. They're stored on like a private account that you get access to once you subscribe to be, you know, part of having access to these real templates. Um, we I have a we have a social templates account where we share a lot of tips, a lot of previews of the templates we're working on. Kind of a little bit of like educational stuff for photographers, but you can subscribe through our website. It's a monthly subscription, um, no strings attached. You can try it out, see if these templates are something that you can integrate into your workflow. Um, And like I said, we've always have new templates coming in. Actually, a quick thought on what um, Tony was talking about earlier as far as like taking a trending sound and then putting your own spin on it. So we do a thing sometimes it's not for every single template, but sometimes if there's a trending sound that is like very popular across like different, um, uh, different businesses and not just for photographers, we'll make, um, the same temp, the same audio will have different templates. So you can have like, okay, this feels more of like how I want it to feel like slower or faster um, so there are templates that are for
1: the same style, cool.
2: but they have different versions of it. So you could kind of, you know, choose what fits or aligns better with what you want to show.
1: Oh, that's cool. Um, I like that.
2: So not every template has that, but we try, especially for some of the bigger ones to give people options. Um, Cause we know we've got photographers from like all different styles. We've got family photographers and fine art photographers. And, you know, then we've got the adventure ones that like the more fast paced stuff. So We try to make sure we're putting out like equal amount of stuff for everyone. We're always open to requests. Our DMs are always open. We're asking photographers like, what are things you're looking for? What kind of templates do you want? Sometimes people will send in requests for specific audio so that we can push them to the top of our list of what we're making. Um, But yeah, it's this community where you have access to handcrafted real templates that are designed specifically with photographer and marketing. Um, in mind. And um, I'm really excited about what we're doing there and the potential for the next year and all the things that we have planned. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. I love it. I think that that's such a unique niche. Brand and company, and something that's like totally new to me that I haven't really seen or heard of before chatting with you and meeting with you, you know, when we first met you a few months ago. So I think that that is just honestly so smart. And I really wish you the best with your business. And um, hopefully, you know, some of our listeners will hop on over to check out social templates because. It just is such a great idea. And I think it would make so many photographers' lives so much easier when it comes to all of that. So tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can find Social Templates and just give yourself a nice little plug right here.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Um, We are at socialtemplates.co online and on Instagram also at socialtemplates.co. So very easy to find. Um, and thank you so much for the support and for, you know, all your kind words. This definitely was born out of like seeing the need in the yes. industry of like, this is where the photographers are struggling at the moment. And mm-hmm. I'm also all about like streamlining and making the lives of photographers easier because I've been there, you know, I've, that's, yes. this is where I come from. So <laughs> I'm a recovering, you know, overworker. Yeah, <laughs>
1: all definitely. Thing. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's very relatable. And I'm sure a lot of photographers are tuning in right now and shaking their heads and being like, yeah, me too. So um, totally agree with everything that you've said. And I appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us everything that you have learned in this topic, in this area. And I think it's awesome that you saw a need in the market and you are providing a solution. We love to see that. We love to support You know, other young entrepreneurs and small business owners that are doing things like that. So, we really appreciate you and we think you're awesome. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, ladies. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Of
0: course. All right, guys. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you rated this podcast five stars and left us a review. This allows us to help keep our podcast going. And hop on over to EquippedCreatives.com for more free education and all the show notes to our podcast episodes. Also, be sure to follow up at EquippedCreatives on Instagram to stay up to date with all the things going on. And be sure to go over to www.SocialTemplates.co slash subscribe slash EC and use our code EC40 to get 40% off the first month of signing up with Social Templates. Thanks for listening to the Equipped Creatives podcast. For more education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com.